you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello. Uh, I think I'm going to steal your phrase from the bonus episode. Another day uh, and the Scandaval universe continues. Knowing the revelation that he made on the Howie Mandel podcast, which don't listen to it, just one, don't give them the lessons. I am annoyed with Howie. He didn't do his homework uh, and we don't need to give attention to Tom. But knowing that they had really already started their emotional relationship prior to the wedding changes the way we view this even more. I feel like each week I'm like, I I don't want to say scarred, but we're just jaded in how we're watching this. Oh, like we get more pissed off. Schwartz and Rachel making out, first of all, that kiss was terrible, but it's like the whole thing, the way he was commenting on it and then like giving her the room key as a joke. It's like, it's all so bizarre. It, it's like, I think it's just narcissism at its best and thinking, oh my God. I got away with it. That's what he's thinking this whole time. I got it's away with it. So disgusting. Okay. First off, you guys know, you hear me every week. I'm a short apologist. I love shorts. Like a I've always said he's like my number one guy, man, watching him kiss Rachel, even outside of Scandival, I'm like, honey, you got some work to do. I don't know. It just felt so awkward and as if it was like his first kiss and he was like so giddy. Um, And also it was weird watching Schwartz like kiss somebody because I guess like we Katie and Schwartz never like made out on camera a lot. And at least to my just at their wedding, but yeah, yeah. yeah just their wedding. there you go. <laughs> um, I completely forgot about that. But so that moment with Sandoval Sandoval, I feel like was drugged out of his mind, by the way, because he, he was, was on like, more Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. Yeah. And Ariana's like, what Tom, what yeah. like, you made out with Schwartz and it's like grinning at her knowing that they have this dirty little secret between them. Yeah. I, it's weird. I know a lot of people are like thinking that like he was like overdoing it because he was jealous and that like made him upset with Schwartz. I actually think he genuinely was happy for Schwartz because he hates Katie so much. Sandoval does. Um, and I also think it was, I, I believe what Lala said on watch what happens live, that he was thrilled because it made him think like we've, we've put all attention on something else and it's not on Rachel and Sandoval. And like, now it's just like so weird watching it. Like I missed him grabbing her butt at first. I had to go back and watch that part, but he like clearly grabs her butt. That was so weird. Like, could you imagine if like Kevin like smacked my ass? Like, no, like now <laughs> and like, like secretly too. Like, I feel like it would have to be like, we're all drunk and it's like a 
I don't know, like a, I mean, it would still be weird, but it'd be weird, but it would have to be like, yeah, for it to be secret is even crazier. And then well, like the whole episode, I'm like, am I in the twilight zone? Like do people not understand like just common decency. And then Schwartz just like casually rolling up to James and Allie who were like laying out, trying to enjoy like, you know, their little like that beachside, like little like morning and Schwartz just like rolls up and then is acting as if like, well, what do you mean? Like you're mad about me and Raquel and all. like, it was just so weird. I'm like, what did you think he was going to say? And I then mean, yeah, trying to get Allie. Like, I think, you know, he said he was joking, but I don't think he was. And he's like, come on, Allie, back me up. I what? thought James, like to me, you guys, this is growth for James. I thought he handled Schwartz in a very James way, but he didn't, he could have easily lashed out. Yes. I know it's awkward with Allie, his current girlfriend and him talking about his ex, but I would feel the same way if I were him. I'd be like, listen, bro, this wasn't just like some random chick I made out with. This was my fiance. And this is like, I thought we were bros. I thought we were friends. Like, and don't, he, he immediately with the boundary with Allie is like, no, you don't get to bring my girlfriend into this. Like, no, not at all. And I was like, thank, damn, uh, James, all these (laughs) names. I'm like, you got it. Yes. He's, uh, we're seeing growth and maturity and he's grown up. Now I'm not expecting that from him every episode. Honestly, I'll be disappointed if, if it is every episode. Um, but no, I, I, I thought he handled it really, really well. Um, I honestly, like throughout this whole season, I feel like we've really are getting the best side of James and I'm, I'm happy about that. Yes. Okay. So then, I mean, let's just jump into then the fact that, Sheena then kind of like, so Lala doesn't show up to the spa thing. She obviously doesn't go to the white party because um, she's, you know, eats dinner with Katie and then goes back to the room with Katie. Um, so then Sheena and Lala are talking and Sheena was like so upset that she didn't go to this event, which uh, let's also keep in mind, there have been a lot of events. Like even everyone's like, I feel like last night was the wedding, like as they were talking about that party. But um, so Sheena's talking to Lala about that. And I really actually like it was a little um, blunt, but I kind of agreed with Lala that Sheena was acting like her wedding was the most important thing for everybody there. Um, but I know you you kind of I don't know. I think you have a little bit more of a soft spot for Shishi on this. Well, I actually don't. I have a little soft spot in the sense of the delivery was very blunt. But I think what Lala should have said, it's like, Sheena, I'm not a bridesmaid. This is my vacation too. I'm going to be there whenever I can. And I've got a lot of shit going on and I need to decompress from some moments of my life. And I'm creating, you know, setting a boundary for myself by not being there because Rachel triggers me. Uh, I just thought it was, I just was like kind of taken aback by how blunt she was. But again, like she's not a bridesmaid. Like I think Sheena has all these expectations with her and it's like, honey, I know you love me and it's cool. I'm not a bridesmaid. But again, I don't have like a tight obligation to all of this. I would feel the same way. Like I would be like, look, if I'm a bridesmaid, then yes, I'm at everything. That's like the expectation. But yeah, like I'm also on a vacation. I'm here to enjoy myself. Like and, you know, right or wrong, she wants to be there for Katie, who's also going through something. Um, and Katie has since said, like, if she knew the way everything was going to happen, she 100% wouldn't have gone on that trip. So um, I don't know. I will say, too, though, um, this episode, I just felt like it was like not like choppy, but it was just like we had so many random things going on because then we go 
we go from that, which is like, whoa, truth bomb to hibachi dinner, which another event where somehow Raquel and James are like relatively close to one another. And he then is dropping like truth bombs and basically tells her he was never in love with her. Oh my God. Which I feel like is just James being James. Yeah. This is the lashing art, the immature part. This is him like saying things to purposely hurt someone. And I mean, you don't propose to somebody if you're not no, somewhat I mean, in love no. with them. And like poor Allie is just like sitting there and God bless her. I mean, the fact that she's like, you know, I'm going to go. <laughs> get up and, and leave and just and remove myself. The fact too, I kind of want to give like Katie and Lala and I guess Christina Kelly props. Cause I will say typically they're not the most like inclusive and welcoming of like newer people to the group. And the fact that she's like, I'm just going to go hang out with other people and end up going to dinner with them. And I don't know. I thought it like they ended up having like a kind of like a fun, I was almost like, I felt like James was like intruding on the girls dinner. <laughs> But it was like a fun little night out for them. Yeah, they had a good little dinner. And then I agree with you with the editing was choppy because once they got to that dinner, Katie like had that moment where she's like, I'm going to light them up and like got really (laughs) mad. And I was like, whoa, where did this come from? I feel like, where's the context? You guys ordered your drinks and then now dinner's out. And then now you're like, I'm going to light them up. And James is like, oh, you know, yeah. And it was, it was a little choppy with the editing. I agree. With yeah. You well, then we went from that to like her making like a Carrie Bradshaw-esque like joke of like, you were, you're not what you say. Like I'm stigmatized. I'm like, uh, oh yeah. About, um, Don Juan, like yeah, the Don, the Don. And yeah, I just was like, oh my God, like we're having, like, it was just, it was a lot of emotions. I think it's like it was whiplash. Yes. Really. Very, it very was like whiplash so. of a w- episode and t- like the layer of Scandal on top of it. Okay. Let me say something about Shushu that I am shocked by another like truth bomb in a good way. The fact that her and Brock have been married for a year. I can't believe that didn't come out that she hasn't said anything, especially as like people were saying stuff to her about him in like a negative light, like almost being like, you still have a chance to get away. You know, like, yeah, he's the father of your kid, but you still have an opportunity. I was like, I'm shocked. She didn't say like, we're already married. Like you're talking about my husband now, like good for, good for her though. I honestly, I thought her wedding was really sweet and beautiful. Like the whole, all of it. Like I just thought, and like, she was like with the veil being kind of funny about the wind. Like she just seemed very relaxed and excited to be celebrating her love. Yeah. I thought it was really sweet. And she walked out to some, um, something, what is it? Somewhere over the rainbow. Thank you. Oh my (laughs) God. I talk about ruining a moment. (laughs) She walked out to that having summer moon involved. Like it seemed like a beautiful ceremony. And just so you all know, cause we were all thinking it, um, because Katie mentioned it in the episode, the guy officiating their wedding is her cousin. So that's why he was at her first wedding and now her second wedding. So little I detail there fairer, for you. Yeah. I well, I don't know. I, I, I mean, in my head, I'm like, that maybe justifies it a smidge. A smidge. I also feel like it's a cousin. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not like it was like your brother. Um, but anyway, um, then we get choppy again and we go to Katie and Christina Kelly are at dinner and like, they did watch part of the wedding. You know, we saw them kind of just like take a peek and they even said like, I love her dress. Katie went on her stories and did say that like, when she said all weddings are beautiful, but not that one, she was just coming from like a place of like anger and just being mad at Tom Schwartz. And so she just couldn't really like enjoy that, but she did think it was a beautiful wedding. And she talked about how much she loved her dress and loved everything about it. 
Um, but they're at their dinner and you could tell like, it was just like, it'd been a, a long trip for Katie. Like she just went through a lot in those several days in Mexico. And I felt like, I mean, she had sent Tom all the text saying, I hate you. Like I never talk to me again. I'm never I mean, talking to you. I mean, those were some like, like tequila Kate, rage texts. Yes. Like making it very clear, give her some space, let it cool down. Maybe, maybe when you're back in LA, you can revisit and talk about this and have like somewhat of a healthy conversation about how you move forward from this. But like seeking her out during the reception of a wedding she isn't attending and like at a, at the dinner, I just felt like Tom was really, Tom Schwartz was asking for that type of response back from Katie. I know people felt like she didn't have to be so mean. She didn't have to say that. I'm with all the people that were posting, like, I wanted to stand up and cheer for her. I thought she did a great job of defending herself and just really letting him know how she felt. Um, oh, and yeah. I mean, he came and even took a bite of their sushi and yeah, was just like sitting the there like smiling and is like all happy about it. And I'm like, dude, like you fucked up with this chick so many times. You've disrespected her. If you have any ounce of respect left for her, leave her the fuck alone. Let her be. She's not going to trim your armpit hairs. She doesn't want to see you making out with anyone in the <laughs> friend group. She doesn't want to share her sushi with you. Like go, go, go away. Little rat go be, be gone. Be, be gone. gone. Yeah. Be gone. Ugh. Speaking of another rat. So then again, we pivot again back to the reception and then we have Lala and Rachel having a conversation which this conversation is kind of wild hindsight hindsight's 2020 <laughs> just call me Tom Sandoval uh which is kind of wild when you think about it so they're bringing up Rachel wanted to clear the air with Lala and talk about the comments like their last argument and confrontation and this is a, like word for word she said I can take accountability for hanging out with Schwartz I feel like there's probably a million other things that I could have done that would be a lot worse. And she had already done them at that point. <laughs> oh my, that's, that's like so crazy. Like I can't. Yeah. I mean, when I said on our episode uh, that released yesterday um, that I like, you know, I do kind of worry about her. I don't want the bullying. I'm not saying like, oh, everyone go online, bully her. But I'm like, oh, this is like, I'm completely in your camp now. She, full-blown sociopath. Like the fact that she can say these things is she's, I don't care if it hasn't gotten physical yet. You were engaging in an emotional affair. You were crossing such a line and like then making out with Schwartz on top of that. Like she claimed she was actually into him, like, or like was like getting flirty vibes and wanted to act on them. I, I think it was all just a cover up and that her and Sandoval had already talked about it. But like, I just like, then you're even more proving more so though, you're a sociopath. If like all you wanted to do was just kind of like tested out knowing you already had feelings for Sandoval because you're just purposely fucking over Katie. Now you've already fucked over Ariana. Like, it's just like, what is wrong with you? It's just a respect thing. And Katie's like, I've told you how I felt. I cried to you. And she did the same thing with Schwartz. And it's like that she's in pain. Their divorce is fresh. They're moving out of the house. Yeah. It's seven months and they're trying to be amicable, which they probably had higher expectations for that than they actually did. Um, but they also filmed this show together so that she knows to shoot. They're going to be together. She's like, let's make it right. Don't like shove this type of stuff in my face. And so now next week, God, I mean, Katie, of all the men to choose, you choose this like, this man, you may have good eyebrows, but I'm like, good Lord. He doesn't do it for someone me. else. No, I'm just going to say he doesn't do it for me, but, uh, I will also give her credit. She was like, I haven't brought a guy around because out of like respect for Tom, 
like I it's like I just think it's a fair request too to say like just don't hook up with someone in our friend group because you want us to remain friends. I, to me, it's not like a controlling thing. It's if we really are going to try to not make people pick sides and like remain part of this circle, we can't like with a group that already is very incestuous. We can't be another layer of it. And so yeah, it just oh all I. All I just keep thinking about is just give us like, can we just skip forward? Just give us the episodes that happen post Sandoval because I just oh it's my like God. eating yes. away at me to not know what same is- and we don't know like we've heard speculation on timeline of when the finale is and everything. So I'm like ready for them to be like three months later and yes. then get to you know the meat of it. Like we're all fucking ready. Leaks have been happening left and right. We'll share other Scandal headlines on Patreon. We did an episode um, like kind of sc- scratching the surface of the Howie interview, and we'll share some other final thoughts on that as well on there. So check out our Patreon. Okay, let's jump over to New Jersey. Um, another episode. Honestly, like even going to Ireland couldn't make me really have much interest in New Jersey. All I will say is like Jennifer to me is like, it's like so sad watching her just so desperately want to somehow twist words and actions into like what she really wants. She wants Bill to care and go to therapy and work on their relationship. And the fact that he's saying maybe, which like if anybody out there has young kids, I'm saying maybe we'll go to the park tomorrow. Spoiler alert, we're not going to the park tomorrow. Like you're just putting it out there, like maybe on the off chance that the weather's perfect and the laundry folds itself, we'll go do that. Like, yeah, she, but she held shitty. on to that and she's like, oh, maybe that's better than no. I'm like, oh, this is sad. I mean, it's like not even asking that much. It's an hour of your life for like yeah. a week for you to show up. And after they could have come to an agreement and say, if after five sessions, Whatever that number is, if it doesn't seem to be working for us, then we say we tried it at least. Just yeah. don't be so dismissive, Bill. Jesus. Um, the only thing that I thoroughly enjoyed in this episode is the flex from Jen Fessler, um, RIP James Gandolfini. But um, the fact that not only did she hook up with him, but he was inside her. Uh, that was a multiple I times. I wasn't expecting, times. but it made me laugh. Uh, it was, I think every, that was like the only like bright spot for everybody in this episode. It, uh, what a random thing that I love. Like it, and it, it, with that group too, it was just so perfect being like, there's a lot of, you know, accusations thrown out there about who is it is or isn't um, past and present um, Jersey housewives families like associated with the mob. And so I'm just, I think because of the whole Sopranos connection too, it was just perfect. The only other thing I'm going to say about this week of New Jersey that I am just like, I don't really even care anymore. The whole rumor, whether March started it or the friend made it up, I don't actually think March started this. Um, I am a little bit biased in that fact that I do. I like Marge um, just in general. I don't think she would do this, but I really don't care if Melissa was caught making out with another guy because I feel like the storyline, again, it's like, we're, this is so old. We're using recycled past season drama. We've already tried to prove that she was a stripper and that she did all these other things. It's also like at the end of the day, Joe isn't going to believe it. Or if he knows, doesn't care. Like, I just feel like, why are we always trying to drag Melissa to be a cheater, a stripper, like all of these things? Like, can we just have a new, new story? Like, I don't care if you're trying to drag Melissa, but have it be about something new. You know, and as someone who has said through multiple episodes that I'm siding with Teresa, now I'm on the team of like, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just kind of like, 
over it. I mean, on one hand, like the whole Donna thing, I think that is shitty not to have a sister, your mother-in-law, but you guys also, the context of you guys blatantly don't like each other. Yeah. So I also get that, but then I don't get it when she invites like strangers. So I don't know. I'm just over it. This is like dragged on forever. Um, we need more levity. I did enjoy the pranks. You, the prank queen, I'm sure loved um, testing out, taking a picture of the cleavage. I wish they would have done more of that. I think that would have made the episode so fun. Like, I feel like we needed more of like the pranks. I think they should have kept going. Like, okay, now like, because Danielle sent a picture to Joe, Melissa has to send a picture to Evan. You know, I mean, like, they're, just keep it going. I think it would just been a little bit more fun to do more of that and less of what we had. And that's like uh, over at the wedding. It's like enough, like Taylor Armstrong, enough. Yeah. Like, just stop. Uh, let it go, everybody. Let it go. Let it go. And we'll discuss that. Watch what happens live appearance with Melissa. And you guys know what I'm going to say on Patreon. Um, we're like broken records with us today. All right. Summer house. Um, ugh, this was like a great episode. And then like started out great, ended really rough. I agree with you. Like the parties are back in full form. They've got the themes. They went all out. They've got decorations, the band, like Amanda killed it with this party. Can I just say you guys little confession? I got invited to this party while I was in New York at the time, um, by Miss hubs and the FOMO I had watching it. I was thinking that the whole time I was was thinking, oh my God, my ass could have been at this party. And like, it was so epic. And they're like, this is the best party we've ever had. And I'm like, um, why I didn't go one. I was told like within 24 hours, I had was there for a family reunion. So I chose my family and my children over summer house. (laughs) There you go. But you you were trying to figure out how you can make it work. Oh, I was trying to, until I realized it takes like three hours to get to the Hamptons. Yeah. It's not a little, it wasn't going to work. Um, what did you think about Jason and Rachel's return? I was here for it. Um, I like Rachel. I think she's yeah. fun. I think I'm kind of wondering why she wasn't, I'm always confused, like the casting decisions as to why some of the winter house people aren't just part of summer house as well. Like, why isn't Rachel there? Why isn't Jason there at that time? They were still talking, um, Rachel and Jason then like broke up and it sounds like Rachel has a lot of negative things to say about Jason that he's kind of shady. Um, but I do think in terms of Jason being there, I think Lindsay needs to kind of get over it. Like that part to me, I'm like, yes. just don't talk to him. I don't think he cares. He doesn't. He's, he was like, when Carl came over, he was like, okay, dude, I wasn't expecting her to talk to me. Like, I feel like she made a big deal out of nothing. Um, all right, let's go. Th- I mean, like, we don't have to fire through this, but I want to get save most of our time for the end of this episode. What did you think about one Luke's get up and two Gabby and Luke kind of hitting it off? Oh, my. I like died at Gabby's description and that he she was ghosted by him. But his outfit, she was like, what is this? Like Hamptons cowboy chic. Like, what are you wearing? Oh, why are you sweating? It was I like 90 degrees too. Yes. I was like, what are you doing, bro? It was just a getup. Um, I just thought it was funny. And of course, like we'll talk about Luke. And I love that he loves a woman with melanin, man. Like <laughs> he likes a black woman and I'm here for it. So uh yeah, so that was like another person to kind of throw into that for a little bit, although it didn't go anywhere. And honestly, I don't think those two would go well anyways. Yeah. I I don't think their um, personalities match as well as some of the other women that Luke's been with. Um, But no, I, I, Hey, I I enjoyed it. It was unexpected. I'll give it that. 
Uh, okay, so then we have Paige and Craig having a little bit of a heart to heart. And I was really proud of her. I was like, good for you for kind of like standing up. I've never really understood. I get eventually they know they want to raise kids in Charleston, but like, why does that mean she has to move and like pick up her whole life just for them to like get engaged and get married and like move on? Like, I just felt like it was a, it was a very good conversation for them to have if they do want to move forward. I think she's going to end up moving to Charles or sorry, he's going to end up moving to New York. They'll get engaged. They'll get married. And when they think about having kids, then they'll live to Charleston. I think her closeness with her family, she seems to be not saying that Craig isn't close to his parents. His parents and family are in Delaware, but I think how close she is to her family, I think it's going to be really difficult to kind of pull her away. I, and I think that's fair. I think like, while it's, like makes sense to live in New York, do that. And when it's time to really settle down and have more of like a home base, then, then do Charleston. Like it, it can be a little bit of a compromise. I'm trying to see, like, I mean, I know Delaware is like a large, large ish. No, not really. It's like a small state, but um, I'm wondering what like the drive is from Delaware to Charleston. I feel like it's not that far. Cause it's, they've done episodes, right? Like I feel like it's four hours. So Depend so. no, depending on where in Delaware they live, it could be as much as 10 hours. Oh, damn. So it might make, I mean, because there's parts of Delaware that are actually like really close to um Philadelphia. So it might make more sense, honestly, if they would be close to both families to be in New York. But I again I was just curious with that. Um, it, I think it was a good conversation for them to have though. And um, I mean, I think it showed I think it showed why they're not like engaged yet. And like, they're just, they're moving at a different pace. And I think they're moving at a pace that's good for them and right for them. Um, and I'm not throwing shade on Lindsay and Carl. I think they were able to move at a faster pace because they had previously dated. They had been friends for so long. Like they kind of skipped some of the initial parts of, of dating. Um, and they're in the same city so that they can true. see each other and they lived in the same building before right. they decided yeah. to date too. So it's like, you know, they were basically seeing each other every day for seven months, which is a little different than what um, Paige and Craig were at. Um, All right, let's dive into like, oh, the conversation between Lindsay and Danielle. It Um, was, it was really heartbreaking. Like when Danielle said, you never ask me about my life. Like you don't ask me what's going on. And Lindsay was kind of like, well, you seem good. And, and like, I felt like it was almost like, Danielle was saying like, I'm obviously not, things aren't going good with Rob. Like, I don't know, but I feel like a good friend, whether things are going good or not, you should be like, how are things going with Rob? Or like, it's gotta be really hard. I know the summers are tough when you guys are always like on the go. Like, I I do feel like a good friend should be asking those things and not just assuming, well, you seem like everything's good and you seem so strong. Like, why would I, you know, I didn't feel like I needed to be asking. I do think if we're just really seeing this disconnect in the friendship here. Watching their friendship, I replayed so many different friendships throughout like my life and it like hit home. Um, granted, mine were never as like confrontational and on TV like that, but I've been in friendships where it's heavily one-sided in the sense, one-sided in the sense that you are constantly, that person's constantly in crisis. You're constantly trying to help them, but they never take a moment to ask about you. And when you start to realize that you're like, wait a second, who's like initiating everything in this friendship? Is it me? And this person isn't taking the time. So it kind of opens your mind in a different way. But on Lindsay's end, 
I can see where she's settling down and is happy with this person. And she's like, wait, why are you saying all this to other people and aren't coming directly to me? Like, I think they're both right in their arguments. Like I see both sides. It This is just like a raw friendship breakup and there's nothing salacious about it. It's just two people who one are stubborn and, and set in their <laughs> ways, but also just kind of are outgrowing each other for what their friendship served. Yeah. I know. I think that's what makes me so sad. I, just, I know like, that's what makes me sad too. It's like, I, I thought maybe it'd be more like, oh, it's like these few small things and they're both being like petty and they'll move past it. But I'm, there's like a part of me that's like, oh, like they've just really grown in different directions. I still have hope that they will be friends again. Um, Danielle did like early on in the season when we were like, oh my God, we have so much anxiety about this. And she was like, I, she's like, I don't want you guys stressing. Like, you know, it's not quite as bad as everyone seems, but I I don't get the, I don't know. I don't get the impression that right now the door is open from either one of them to want to try and be friends again. Um, so no, and a reality television show isn't going to help when they're going to yeah. like fight at a reunion, rehash old wounds. And they're going to go at it. And then, yeah, it's, then they film again. And who knows what the future is for summer, um, summer, <laughs> Carl and Lindsay and summer house. Like you guys have heard like our hot takes on that and how to kind of make some changes to the show. So who knows what that looks like, but I don't see them. I see them getting further apart versus getting closer. And yeah, I don't know. Ugh, it's a bummer. Wow. Well, we're going to end it on a high note. Um, we want to end with our shout outs of the week. So Vanessa, who or what is your shout out? My shout out, if you're watching Ultimate Girls Trip Thailand, which I love, I'm giving it to Pepsi. Pepsi is a star, the best host. Giselle was an asshole to him, which makes me so mad. But he is so like loving. He's like, a, he's basically has has its own confessionals on the show. He's so entertaining, so giving to the ladies, has funny sound bites. So I'm giving it to Pepsi. Wow. I'm only, I'm like getting ready to start episode three. So I obviously have a lot of work to do when it comes to Ultimate Girl Strip, but I do love Pepsi. Um, I am giving my shout out this week to... If you guys have been following along with stories, it's probably not going to be much of a surprise to Sam Bennett. He is an amateur, and I know in golf they say amateur. It just drives me nuts the way they say that. Um, an amateur golfer, uh, which um, there's been a, a long tradition with the Masters that um, like a couple of amateurs get to play in it. And he placed in the top 10. His story is just unbelievable. He's got an amazing tattoo on his arm um, from his one of the final things his dad wrote him before the Alzheimer's really took over his dad's um, brain and body that says, like, don't wait to do big things. Uh, just he just seems so humble, so nice. And I am hardcore campaigning for him to be part of full swing season two because um, I just feel like everybody will love him. But I just love the story, loved watching him play um, over the weekend. So big shout out to Sam Bennett. And shout out to all of you. Thank you so much for following along with us on Instagram, subscribing to our podcast, our five-star reviews, maybe some of the not so many five-star reviews. We see those as well. Um, but if you haven't done all those things, please do. Really, the reviews make such a big difference to us. Um, we have a lot of big, exciting things coming. Um, I know that sounds very influencer-ish, um, but we are really excited for a lot of the positive um, opportunities that are coming to the podcast. And that is going to open up the doors for us to have a lot of fun guests 
and get to ask the questions that you guys want us to ask these Bravo celebrities. So those reviews do make a difference. So if you have a few seconds, hit five stars, leave a written review. And if you'd like to support us monetarily, head on over to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. And you can join for as little as $3 a month. And with that, we will catch you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now, and for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672, or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.